Welcome to Flash Drive Weekly. LA United have been turned down more times than Screech by Lisa Turtle, but we reportedly have a player through the door. We get into all that more coming up. Welcome to the show, Flash Drive fam. I'm AJ. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. This segment is sponsored by Thinking Man Tavern, a cozy Decatur neighborhood pub. Grab a tasty beverage from a wide variety of selections and a plate of something delicious from the menu. To go, check out Thinking Man Tavern. Five Shark Fam, we'll try to get through this as quick as possible because we really only have a couple days for this to live, but you gotta love MLS scheduling. And uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. But guys, we have a Patreon and you can join us for some fun tiers and an exclusive Discord community. Patreon.com slash ATOUTDFanTV and join us and see you there. But guys, let's get into the CF Montreal match review. It was, uh, yeah, not a really fantastic start by our five stripes. Definitely auspicious. Uh, going 2-0 down on some very lax marking slash effort defensively. Uh, it definitely was not boding well for a large part of the match, but LA United were able to come all the way back and level it. But uh, yeah, it is, uh, I think, another just a symptomatic uh, performance of our season, and we really, yeah, I mean, 12 games without a win is very dire. We have the fewest wins in MLS currently. Uh, it doesn't get more just depressing than that at the moment, uh, even though, uh, in terms of standings, we're only 24th of 27th. We have a plethora of draws, though, so, uh, you know, those are the kind of points that are propping us up from being bottom, but uh, how far we have fallen, really, but, uh, yeah, getting into the match and its specifics, so, yeah, Asta Saputo, uh, you know, we, uh, we start off really poorly, uh, you know, we, uh, though, we did have the first chance of the game, uh, Ronaldo Hernandez, he found Moreno near the top of the box. Moreno gave a give-and-go with Joseph Martinez, and then he nearly gets it in, uh, pretty much trying uh, to score on the near post. Not a bad effort, but, uh, yeah, scoreless first half. And then, yeah, you know, Montreal, they do what they've been uh kind of uh, decent at this season, and uh, in the 53rd minute, Mason Toy, he scores against us, does his uh, patented celebration, which uh, is very annoying when he's not on your team, but uh, yeah, and then uh, Rudy Camacho, he doubled the lead for Montreal in the 63rd minute, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it seemed like we were headed for another drab uh, away performance and results, but luckily Ezekiel Barco, uh, who had returned to the squad, as well as uh, George Bello and Brad Guzan over Alec Can, to many of people's chagrin, 
but Ezekiel Barco, he did make a beautiful run on Joseph Martinez's goal for our first goal. And uh, yeah, I mean, much credit to him. Ezekiel Barco marauding direct. You can see how dangerous he is if he chooses to be so. And he made the right decision with a really, really beautiful ball to Joseph Martinez with his left foot. Joseph Martinez knows exactly what to do with it, and he puts it in the back of the net pretty much, uh, yeah, just as ruthless as it comes. But, uh, yeah, you know, that's something that you want to see more of from Ezekiel Barco, and of course, Joseph Martinez, yeah, as well. Uh, you know, like we've said, I think, uh, in previous times, when he scores, he scores in bunches, and so uh, this is a good sign. Unfortunately, what wasn't a good sign is what comes after, uh, a little later and uh, in the match, but we'll get to that in a second. But uh, yeah, in the 82nd minute, yeah, you know, you have, uh, or just a, 10 minutes later from the 65th minute, uh, Joseph Martinez, he wins a penalty. Uh, he gets pretty much, uh, yeah, like just a little bit of contact, just enough in the box that he, yes, he does uh, win this penalty. Some may say it's soft, but, you know, it is what it is. It's, you know, uh, you, you shouldn't push somebody in the box when he's pretty much uh, in on goal. And uh, he didn't make an effort towards the ball. And there you go. Joseph Martinez wins the penalty for us. And we have a chance to level it. Marcelino Moreno is the man who steps up and he puts it away with a plum. Uh, curiously, Joseph Martinez didn't take it. It seemed like maybe he was still, because uh, he was down a little bit afterwards, he was still brushing himself off. So Moreno, uh, you know, now our leading scorer in that way too. So, uh, you know, good to see Moreno really, I think, come on really hot in the last few matches, especially as Rob Valentino as his, uh, you know, as his head coach, pretty much. But uh, in terms of uh, that incident that pretty much has a lot of Atlanta United fans and former players shaking their heads, it's the 82nd minute, and Joseph Martinez and Victor Wanyama, they were involved in a scuffle, and uh, yeah, it was uh, in, in the goal, and... There's some shoving going on, hands to neck from Wanyama. Joseph Martinez pushes him back because, yeah, he ain't having it. He ain't fucking around with Joseph Martinez. But uh, basically, you know, after some video review, the ref, who had pretty much lost the plot through the entire match as he didn't call a lot of, uh, I think, you know, uh, I think yellow card offensible, uh, you know, fouls, uh, definitely a lot of, uh, you know, frustration from the players throughout the match, and then you essentially have it all boil into what happens. Uh, you know, you have the, uh, you have the other red before that, and then I think that leads to pretty much, you can't have uh, well, you, you can have, but basically the ref decided that uh, Montreal, if they had two red cards, he probably wouldn't have made it out of the stadium. So, Joseph Martinez, uh, I think very unfortunately, uh, gets a red here as well after video review. 
very, I think, perplexing because it probably should have been only a yellow on Jose Martinez. But uh, yeah, it definitely was a big kerfuffle uh, near, you know, the goal for Montreal. And so definitely it was, you know, something that is uh, just going to be quite annoying going forward without Jose Martinez for Columbus. But picking up from there, this was the second time this season for LA United that we had all three DPs on the pitch. That's a bit outrageous, but it is uh, kind of the microcosm of our season that probably adds to why we have uh, kind of the season that we do. But uh, yeah, in terms of also another notable uh, thing is that George Campbell made his second career MLS start for LA United. Uh, and in terms of uh, erasing a two-goal deficit, uh, this was the first time since September 19th against the San Jose Earthquakes. You can all remember that 3-1 uh, that, uh, that reversed into a 4-3. That was uh, yeah, definitely a crazy, crazy match. But uh, this was also the third time in Atlanta MLS history that it came back from two goals to earn at least a point. And, uh, yeah, Joseph Martinez scored his fourth goal of the season. Uh, Moreno scored his team-leading fifth goal. And Ezekiel Barco earned his second assist. Now, uh, yeah, an unusual stat by Mike Conti. Atlanta United has now played 78 minutes across all competitions with 10 men due to send-offs for injuries this season. And the number of goals conceded with 10 men have been zero. That's very, very interesting. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, Definitely, uh, yeah, some uh, reactions after the match for sure. But uh, Rob Valentino, he saw the video of Joseph's red card and he said, quote, I'm not going to comment on it. I know that just gets you in trouble, doesn't it? And, uh, yeah, it's uh, really disappointing that we don't have him potentially. And uh, Captain Parkey also chimed in on Twitter he said, ridiculous, got hands around his throat and barely retaliated. Best goal scorer in league history, shake my damn head. I mean, that's just, uh, I think, when Parky is saying it, I mean, you know. You know, Parky, he knows his shit. So it's uh, very frustrating in that regard, for sure. But, uh, yeah, we'll wrap this baby up. And uh, next up for LA United is the Columbus Crew on Saturday. And we'll have that preview later on in this match. But let's get into the just plethora of rumors and the one transfer that's potentially and is reportedly coming through. But uh, yeah, so in terms of first off head coach rumors, well, uh, there are a couple. And that first one was, of course, last week with that Paulo Fonseca rumor, but uh, it apparently he rebuffed LA United's offer. He toured the training grounds, had dinner with Arthur Blank and everyone, but it seems like he is reportedly, uh, yeah, wanting to uh, kind of explore his European prospects first. And so he has turned down LA United. And it is what that is. Uh, you know, we'll. Uh, I mean, from a guy that, uh, you know, Permian pretty much had the Tottenham job, it, uh, you know, it's always seemed like maybe this was a pretty big risk for Fonseca. So uh, it's understandable, I think. But uh, 
Now, Sam Stetchgall, he reported that LA United reached out to the Seattle Sounders to request permission to uh, interview assistant Gonzalo Pineda. And, uh, yeah, I mean, a guy who comes with a lot of, uh, a lot of good reviews from uh, people around the league. And, you know, there's uh, fans of the Earthquakes and fans of other MLS teams that have been eyeing Pineda. And so, you know, it seems like a guy that uh, not only knows this league, but has, uh, you know, a good coaching pedigree in the sense that uh, they like the way that, uh, the you know, the prospects are for him. And in this league, I think you need some, you know, a little bit of that experience in and around, uh, you know, kind of the travel, the just uh, the mechanisms of MLS, which are very frustrating for a lot of people, not only for the fans, but I'm sure for, you know, the uh, front office folks alike. But, you know, it is something that uh, needs to be, I think, addressed in that sense of, uh, you know, a head coach. And so, you know, Gonzalo Pineda, what do you guys think? I mean, would it be a good... Uh, would it be a good hire? I mean, would it be someone that you want to see in? I mean, yeah, the reviews are apparently good for him. So why not possibly explore that option? Uh, but, you know, really, should this front office be making those decisions? Are these really just band-aids for what's inevitably coming for at least one of the front office members? We'll see. But... Let's get into the transfer rumors, and there were a plenty this week, for sure, in this small amount of time, because the August transfer window closes today, in fact, filming this on a Thursday, but uh, yeah, basically, they uh, LA United went from chasing Tiago Almeida to getting rejected by Ricardo Horta to pursuing Ferreira to closing in on a deal for Luis Arajo. And uh, yeah, it's just absolutely chaos in terms of our transfer window for sure. But uh, starting with Tiago Almeida and that rumor. So uh, essentially, Tiago Almeida, he, according to Felipe Cardenas and Fabricio Romano, he probably will be not joining us in this window because of visa issues and instead could be joining us in January. And so that would be fascinating in that, uh, you know, maybe we sell a DP in that time. But, uh, yeah, it really is uh, kind of been a whirlwind for Almeida as uh, he was linked with Marseille. Uh, Cesar Luis Merlo, he even mentioned that uh, he, you know, is really close, might be coming, and then apparently that, uh, yeah, the transfer didn't work out because of a work visa. Uh, and, yeah, it's just uh, that kind of a pretty short transfer saga, but transfer saga nonetheless for about a couple weeks uh, definitely was uh, a tasty one for sure. I think uh, a player that, um, you know, if Ezekiel Barco moved, it would be a good player to bring in, in uh, you know, a kind of young guy that has a lot of promise, but should we be bringing in guys that are a little bit more established or maybe in the Joseph Martinez ilk? 
Well, that's where these other guys were coming in in terms of Horta, who turned us down, and in terms of Ferreira, who were, was apparently going to be signed. And, well, yeah, you know, essentially, in that sense, LA United, they uh, reportedly not only didn't offer enough, but didn't deposit uh, the money uh, when the time came to actually deposit it. Uh, you know, they had a five-year deal agreed with the player, and apparently, yeah, uh, Gremio didn't receive anything. And so, yeah, uh, the deal fell through, and now it's gone to the, uh, yeah, the player from Lille, Luis Arajo, who uh, reports from Doug Roberson and Fabrizio Romano, yes, Arajo will be an Atlanta player. The announcement might come on Friday, but yeah, Brazilian winger, 25-year-old, uh, tricky, uh, tricky player that likes to cut in from the wing, uh, you know, probably could play either wing as well for us, and a guy that, I mean, you know, the numbers weren't uh, jump off the page, but he did start 17 matches of the 28 appearances that he had for the league uh, winning Lille. And so, you know, it's not a terrible return in that sense. Uh, if you have a guy that has, you know, title winning experience, I feel like, but uh, the reported fee is 11.8 million. Uh, he's a player that's, I mean, you know, is he going to solve all our problems? Probably not, but, uh, you know, it seems like pretty much Arthur Blank is giving Carlos Bocanegra and Darren Eels a chance to pretty much kind of save their jobs a little bit, especially Boca. I mean, you know, there's a chance that, you know, if we can make a run, we could make the playoffs, but everything is pretty much dampened at this point in terms of expectations. I mean, there's pretty much failure after failure uh, these two years, and yeah, time is clicking, pretty much. Time is ticking, and uh, you know, I think it's pretty much very clear that uh, there's been miss after miss, not only on players, but on head coaches, so you know, at this point, heads need to roll, you know, above those decisions as well, so you know, it's, uh, it's not fantastic, and it's definitely, uh, you know, it's a wait and see on how the player will perform. But, anyway, uh, moving on from that, uh, last bit of news is that Miles Robinson has been selected as an all-star for the 2021 season. So congrats to Miles Robinson. I mean, he's had a hell of a week. He uh, also didn't play the uh, CF Montreal match likely because he played 120 minutes for the U.S. men's national team in their Gold Cup winning uh, run. And also he had the winning goal in the 117th minute for the U.S. men's national team. So congrats to Miles Robinson. We are all super duper proud of Robinson. Ridiculous, uh, ridiculous turner for Robinson. Probably should have gotten player of the tournament, but probably probably was snubbed a little bit there. But anyway, let's wrap up the news and let's get into the match preview. So it's Columbus. It's on Saturday. It's August 7th at 730. 
And uh, yeah, the MLS Cup reigning champions. They uh, yeah they beat us last match uh, against us one nil. Uh, definitely, probably a little unfair to us as we probably could have gotten at least a result in that match. But uh, yeah, they showed that kind of uh, title winning pedigree. I think when uh, yeah they were able to kind of uh, yeah defeat us especially on the road, it's, uh, it's tough, you know. But uh, getting into some of their key acquisitions from uh, the offseason, Kevin Molino, Bradley Wright Phillips, Alexandru Matan, uh, and their one key loss was only Eunice Mokhtar. And so, yeah, definitely they're full strength with a lot of depth and a lot of guys coming back from international duty. So it's going to be an even tougher uh, tougher matchup for us, and especially without Joseph Martinez, who will be out because of the red card. Uh, in terms of the other players out for us, uh, Emerson Hyman, of course, Franco Ibarra, and Mo Adams, questionable are Jake Mulraney and Brooks Lennon, but out for them, Aiden Morris, Artur, Milton Valenzuela, and Perry Kitchen, and questionable are Vito Vermgur and Josh Williams. But uh, otherwise, yeah, they uh, they still have a lot of depth, and they're gonna be a handful, like they showed us. But uh, definitely, you know, that starts with Lucas Zelarian, who, uh, yeah, he definitely is, uh, you know, an important player for them, but a super super dangerous player as well. That's, uh, you know, he uh, he showed his quality against us last match as well. Dante Nagby, of course, another guy for them uh, in midfield that uh, we know all too well. And uh, it will be, uh, yeah, another handful for us. Lots of handfuls of just danger for, uh, you know, for the Five Stripes to be able to kind of navigate on the road. But uh, Jossie Zardes also, of course, coming back from that gold cup winning run and yeah i mean you know i i suspect that he probably will be starting as well but uh yeah let's get into our started starting 11 our predicted starting 11 rather can't speak today but it's late at night while i'm recording this so apologies for all this but uh yeah getting into that i think it's uh i mean to our chagrin yeah, uh, Alakan won't be probably playing. It'll be Brad Guzan. Uh, I think he'll. And I think in terms of Valentino, will probably persist with that uh, three-man backline, and so Franco uh, stays in the eleven. I think Miles Robinson comes in, and I think Walks keeps his spot as well. I think uh, yeah, Ronaldo Hernandez uh, and George Vela will be the wing backs. Josetu. Uh, I think comes in here, and I think maybe Amar Sadich probably, uh, you know, spells Santiago Sosa, who has looked absolutely exhausted and uh, just, yeah, is not putting in the right balls. He's looked uh, dire defensively. I think we need to bring in those fresher legs here, especially with just a couple days rest. But uh, I think Moreno... I think uh, we'll be that attacking midfielder. Ezekiel Barco maybe will play up top with Jackson Conway. Uh, 
yeah, I really hope we don't see Kubo Torres uh, until later on in the match if we have to. But uh, yeah, hopefully he does not start. But uh, with all due respect to this MLS veteran, but still, it's just Kubo Torres. I mean, it's been pretty much zero production for us up top with him there. Uh, and unfortunately, yeah, with this match fact, it is uh, just really rough. But uh, Columbus have won the last four matches against us in all competitions. And uh, yeah, Columbus have scored at least two goals in six of the last seven home matches. So this really doesn't bode all too well for us. So I think in uh, terms of our score prediction, I'm thinking it's a 2-1 loss, unfortunately. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, that's winless and 13, an unlucky 13. What do you guys think? Let us know in the comments below of the scoreline. But that pretty much does it for the match review and pretty much the entire show except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, did you think that the front office did enough in this transfer window to make you happy, to, uh, you know, have confidence in them going forward? Is it Boca out? Is it Eels out? Let us know in the comments below. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening.